This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. <laughs> he wants nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time, La Liga edition. You're with Dan Roebuck and the editor of Football España, Rory Barlow. A weekend slate to preview. Analysts, uh, analysis for round 34 of La Liga coming your way. Uh, but first, Rory, we've got to touch on what happened um, in the Spanish capital in midweek in the Champions League. Obviously, uh, you are now resident of Madrid. 1-1 draw against Manchester City first round, uh, first leg of the semi-final of the Champions League. Real Madrid plus 260 to qualify. Um, obviously, they are outsiders. Um, City dominated the first half, but uh, Madrid played pretty well towards the end of the second half. Um, and honours even in the end. What's, what's your thoughts coming out of that match? And what are the chances of Madrid qualifying, do you think? Chances of them qualifying, I mean, they're always good because they're Real Madrid. But I have to say, I was pretty impressed with uh, Carlo Ancelotti's side. I think if you look at the two sides and you look at the two games from last year, the big difference is that Real Madrid went toe-to-toe with them and Real Madrid had the confidence to kind of play against Manchester City, to press at times. Whereas if you look at last season, Real Madrid went through but by miracle and it was only by a herd spread that they somehow made it past Manchester City, I think, over the... Over about 89 minutes of both legs, they were probably the better side. And so, yeah, this time you saw two teams go at each other. Both teams had spells of dominance. There was phases. I thought it was an absorbing tie in general. But uh, Real Madrid were probably the better in the second half. And certainly the attitude from Spain is that they perhaps deserved the win um, on the night. I think it was relatively even. I don't think you could complain too much about a 1-1. But but I think it does make Manchester City slight favourites, it has to be said, because... That burnabout factor is massive, particularly in the second legs. We've seen how the waves of pressure kind of come down on teams. Going to be interesting that second leg next week. Of course, stay across uh, all of the Bet Rivers podcast. We've got a Champions League podcast ahead of that second leg in Manchester. And of course, uh, Football Espana, uh, Rory's website, will have an awful lot of build-up, order thought and reaction and copy to digest if you are playing in that game next week, which I'm sure many of you are. We're going to concentrate on the Spanish action from here on in. Five picks from Rory over the course of the podcast. We've got all 10 games streamed live on the Bet Rivers app, of course. Barcelona can win the title 
this week. Their game away at City Rivals Espanyol. We will be previewing. It's one of the uh, later games over the course of the weekend. We are going to start, though, on Saturday, 2 p.m. local time, 8 a.m. Eastern. This is Real Sociedad against Girona, uh, where Larial and minus 152 favourites here. Girona plus 460, which could be a price given their form. Draw plus 290 here. Larial Rory in control of grabbing that Champions League spot for next season. They're seven points clear of Villarreal after that win over Real Madrid last time out. And I guess it was a good time to face um, Carlo Ancelotti's side ahead of their Copa del Rey final with that Champions League semi-final looming with Manchester City. Uh, but a big win nonetheless, I guess. Yeah, it's a major win. I think it kind of puts the Champions League tie well within their kind of grasp and or Champions League place, sorry. Um, and it really gives them a sort of foreseeable route to that fourth spot because they do have Atleti and Barca to come in these like kind of last five games. And so that's a, a big factor. They played them both away from home. You'd predict that they wouldn't take six points, certainly not. Even two would be pretty good, but they're now nine points away from Securing that spot, that's if Villarreal don't drop any more points, which I kind of presume they will anyway. But nine points away from that. Three wins at home will do it. This is the first of those home games against um, relatively easy sides, it has to be said. Or, or not necessarily easy, because I think Girona are, in this case, well, they're seventh now. They're currently on course for European football, but their opponents that Real, Real Sociedad would expect to beat. And I think on the one hand, Girona are an amiable opponent for Real Sociedad because they are a team that plays, they are a team that presses at times, they will they will engage in battle with Real Sociedad rather than trying to keep them at arm's length, which is the thing that La Real tend to struggle with. Um, on the other hand, they are tricky in a sense because even if they're not necessarily defensively solid, they are kind of playing with house money here. They, their goal was to stay up. They're now in European places. They've got a talented team of attackers. We saw against Real Madrid, just how good they can be when they, they have very little to lose. And so, so yeah, they're a bit of a kind of radical element in this kind of end to the La Liga season because they've got nothing to lose, everything to gain, and a lot of talented footballers. So I think it will be an interesting game. I've gone Real Sociedad to win plus over 1.5 goals. That comes back at minus 108. I just think La Real are so close now. They've come over so many tests. I think that Real Madrid game was... The, the way I kind of termed it was a graduation. Was This was a big game. They were under pressure and they came through with a result. And, and that's the sort of thing that they've struggled with in recent kind of weeks and years in the terms of kind of getting over that line. And so I think it's, yeah, it's massive. Real Sociedad, three wins in four, four wins in four at home since uh, since March, since the international break. So only Igor Suvelia, who's kind of missing from their side, sort of relatively fit. Girona, on the other hand, as we say, that. They've been in good form. They had that big win away from home against Sevilla. But uh, but I think the atmosphere will be bouncing. I think it'll be a really kind of raucous atmosphere. I, we were talking about how it was at Osasuna recently. It was against La Real that they were playing. And there was must have been, what, 500 to 1,000 La Real fans there. And they were noisy. <laughs> they were really, really loud, it has to be said. Um, and so I think they will just about have enough to get over the line. And I think these are two teams that like playing football. And that's why I think it'll be over 1.5 goals at minus 108 was the bet. So just shy of even money, Real Sociedad to beat Girona uh, with uh, more 
than one and a half goals. So two goals or more we're looking for. Tati Castellanos, 13 goals this season, seven in his last four. He's now a shortest price Girona player to score first, even shorter than Christian Stuani. That's the first time it's happened this season, incidentally. Plus 265 for Tati and Stuani is at plus 285. Umar incidentally, is the favourite full stop in this game to score first. I, I mean, the Bet Rivers odds compilers have put him in, but I presume he's not going to start. Is he indeed fit? Will we see him on the bench, uh, Rory? Because he had that serious injury in the autumn, didn't he? I have not yet seen him be declared fully fit. Mm. And I think even if he is, I wouldn't imagine that he would start. I think it would be very much an easing back in. I mean, he's coming off an ACL um, and there's no real reason for him and Olaguathil to risk him because you do... you your whole season with him essentially and so adding him in is a bonus if it's there but in a game that you really need a result is it really the time to to be blooding in an injured player I don't think so so yeah I I, I wouldn't be staking money on Umar Sadiq no I mean look Look, obviously for betters, if, if if you do put some money on and he doesn't play, he doesn't take any sort of part, you will get your money back. I just thought it was curious that the odds compilers had just listed him in uh, their first player to score market. But uh, watch out for that one because he's a talented striker when he's back fit. Maybe someone to watch for next season. Let's move on to Elche against Atletico Madrid. This is Sunday, 4.15, 10.15 a.m. Eastern. Elche relegated plus 750 to be atleti and minus 265 the draw is plus 420 here interesting for an atleti game or traditionally at least the overs is short at minus 148 and under two and a half is plus 120 atleti jumped ahead of real madrid last match day they've won nine of their last 10 13 goals in their last three. Is this the new Atleti confirmed now, Rory? We've talked about it on a number of occasions, um, but the goals continue to flow at the moment. And against the rank and file of La Liga, it seems that Diego Simeone's side can brush them aside fairly easily. Yeah, they certainly have been in recent weeks. And it's that one Barcelona game which stands out from all the stats that you have to kind of caveat with. It's kind of frustrating for Atleti because aside from that, they've been pretty much perfect since they got that draw against uh, Real Madrid at the Bernabeu. Um, they are missing a few players here. As of Wednesday, they were about seven people in training. Um, I think Stefan Savic is maybe struggling to make the game. Mario Hermoso was in the gym on Wednesday, but I think he'll probably make the game. It does mean that we might see Sergio Reguilon at left-back, which is a, a rare sight for both Spurs and Sevilla fan, and uh, Atleti fans these days. So I think they could concede a goal. I mean, we saw them concede two against Real Valladolid. We saw them concede against Cadiz, although... That was an absolute screamer from Chocolothano. So so that wasn't really down to them. But they're without All Black as well, who's still not training. He's he's got a neck injury that's not quite that he's he's not recovered from. So I do think there's scope for Elche to score. They tend to be spirited at home and they tend to put up a good fight. But ultimately there's just nobody that can stop Antoine Griezmann right now. And I think, yeah, you you mentioned those goal figures. You have to back them to to do that again against Elche. I've gone Atleti over 2.5 goals. That's at minus 108 as well. Um, I think, like you say, this doesn't really need too much explaining to a certain extent because in Elche that are relegated, they did beat Rio 4-0 at home last time, but Rio are certainly a different side away from home. They had a man sent off early on and I think, yeah, it was easy enough for them to, not necessarily down tools, but subside in that game. And uh, yeah, Atleti scoring goals, as you say, four of their last six have been over 2.5 goals. I think since that Barcelona game, there's been a, a little bit of a, a loosening of the reins. There's been a bit of freedom and that benefits the attacking players more than it does the defensive players. So yeah, Atleti to win over 2.5 goals at minus one away again.
uh, Griezmann plus 350 to score first, plus 114 to score at any time, incidentally. Elche's three-year stay in La Liga, their longest since the 70s, is going to come to an end. Do they come straight back up? Do they lose players? Um, what are your brief thoughts on what might happen to uh, the side that obviously have been the worst team in La Liga this season? Yeah, I have to say it doesn't look too positive for the Frankie, Los Frankie Verdes. I mean, they do have Christian Berganik is the owner there. He's also an agent. He tends to be the agent of the managers that get hired by them. And on the one hand, that's damaging because it tends to be a lot of his clients end up at the club. But it's also they do have access to a market that perhaps they wouldn't have in the past or or, or don't have otherwise. So I think there'll be sales. I think there'll be players going in and out. But I think there's such a mess and it's been such a damaging season that it'll take a while to to recover from this unless they completely overhaul their squad, which which is entirely possible. But but yeah, just for, for context, Sebastian Becker is in charge. I think he's an okay manager, but Jorge Almiron, who they've appointed twice in the last two years, um, is currently in charge of Boca Juniors and has them 14th. He did take over midway through the season, but uh, yeah, he's he's lost three of his six games in charge of Boca Juniors. So anyone who's willing to to appoint Jorge Almiron right now um, does not have my benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I bet that's going down well at La Bombonera, certainly at Boca. Crikey, I know that River got relegated <laughs> around about a decade ago and it was absolutely well. Boca, I don't think I've ever been down anyway. Um, that's Argentina. This is Spain. Let's move on. Uh, to uh, Vidalid versus uh, Sevilla. This is Sunday, 6.30 local, 12.30 Eastern. A um, lot to be factored in here for betters. This is a difficult one to try and work out for me. First of all, you've got Vidalid, who are the favourites at plus 128, which seems incredibly short, given Sevilla's form under Mandilabar, who are plus 210. But then I guess well, we've got to think, well... Vidali could be in the relegation zone by the time this game's around. Sevilla have got Juventus tonight in the first leg of their semi-final in the Europa League and obviously the reverse fixture next midweek. You've got to try and put all those things together and come up with, with a value play here. Uh, not easy and, and you can be made to look a fool with a game like this, but also there are some very nice odds available as well. So what are your thoughts on this one? What have you come up with? Yeah, I've gone Sevilla draw, no bet, and that comes back at plus 125. I'll explain my thinking. I think this is a, a tricky game to call, as you say, because that Europa League tie is the biggest factor. And I think perhaps from my point of view, I think perhaps the, the odds makers are factoring in that Europa League tie just a little bit too much because although Sevilla will rotate, I think Mendilibar is the sort of manager that will want to keep the momentum going. He's not going to send out kids necessarily. So it will still be a team of players that are, are not necessarily regulars, but are used to playing for Sevilla. Um, and I think as well, you look at this via delete side, who had that bounce under Petzolano, but we mentioned at the time, there's the one big win over Villarreal. And then there was another there was another one as well. And I think it was against the bottom half of the table side. I was at their game against Rayo Vallecano just before that kind of week break for the Copa del Rey final. And Kyle Ladin didn't look as sharp as he has done in recent weeks. And he's been their one kind of goal scorer. He's been their differential factor up front lately. So if you don't have him scoring goals, if you don't have him sharp, Selim Amala I don't think is going to make this game as well. He's been another of their January signings that's made a difference for them. So via Delete, they're now free on the bounce that they've lost. 
they put up a good fight against Atleti a couple of weeks ago, but they did ultimately go down 5-2. Um, and then, yeah, as we say, Sevilla, they'll be rotating, but four out of five in La Liga, they lost against Sharona that game against Sharona at home 2-0. But if you look at the team's in that bottom half against kind of Espanol, Valencia, similar gate, similar kind of sides to Valladolid in a sense, they, they've been good against them and they, they've won those games. So I think there's a chance that Sevilla definitely dropped points here, but I find it hard to make an argument for Valladolid to win this game necessarily, just because I think they had that momentum when Petzolano came in and I think they've always been a fighting side this season. I think it's tempting to say, right, okay, they put up a good fight against Atleti. That's part of this kind of uh, revolution that Petzolano's brought in. But that's that was the case under Pachetta as well. And ultimately, it's the goal scoring that they have issues with. Um, I, I just think Sevilla are stronger than perhaps people are making out in this game. And so, yeah, that's why I've gone draw no bet. It gives you, gives you an out as well as a potentially decent profit. And I think the Sevilla's away record this season is pretty good as well. Just glancing at the league table, five wins, which is more than the vast majority. I think if this, if you take the Europa League factor out of this, I think the odds are, are, are flipped. I think that Sevilla probably would be favourites here. Vardalid incidentally plus 200 uh, to be relegated um, at the moment. Uh, we know Elche have gone um, and potentially Vardalid could be joining them. They are 16th as we speak with Valencia. 17th, Atafi 18th, and Espanyol in 19th position. And Espanyol we're going to come on to next because they take on Barcelona, um, which is, of course, uh, a derby. Um, this is Sunday. It's 9pm locally. It's 3pm Eastern. Barcelona are the favourites at minus 155. Espanyol plus 430. Big price outsiders. The draw plus 310. Over and under here at two and a half goals is minus 132 overs and plus 106 under. Uh, so Barcelona betters ready to cash their futures tickets. If it doesn't happen this weekend, it will happen uh, soon enough. Uh, Rory, you did tip Barcelona to win the title right at the start of the season. Did you think that they will be claiming a 27th league crown with four games to go? It's been fairly straightforward for them, hasn't it? Yeah, I, th- I think in in a sense it has and it hasn't been because if there's this certainly a, a contrast and a chasm between the image of Barcelona with, kind of playing and the way that they played and the way that they've sort of tackled this league title and their points total, which is record numbers, but by no means is this a team that really impressed a lot of people. And so, yeah, there, there's been that contrast between points all season. I think Real Madrid have dropped five or six points that maybe would have made this league race quite a lot tighter. And I think that gap has extended in the last kind of month or so once the title race was kind of done, so to speak. And so, yeah, Barcelona, they're they're a tricky side to put your finger in finger on. I didn't uh, <laughs> definitely don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're a tricky side to put your finger on, and I didn't think that they would be this comfortable. But in the same sense, I also don't think they've necessarily been that comfortable, even in the games. Kind of every week has been a bit of an ordeal, if you know what I mean. That. Absolutely. It's it's a strange one because, as you say, they're putting up some very good numbers. And on the face of it, you'd think this is a classic Barcelona season where they're knocking over everyone before them. But because of their early Champions League exit and the fact that Real Madrid have taken quite a lot of the headlines with what they've done in Europe and the fact that they've won the Copa del Rey as well, it, it, it's it's a sneaky good season. 
but you know you look at them and they, they haven't been spectacular and I guess that's maybe because of the legacy of Barcelona teams in the in the very recent past that have been fantastic to watch and maybe this side haven't really hit the heights in terms of the eye test but we you know in terms of the points test they've done it um Espanyol are minus 400 to be relegated I mean they're in shocking form at the moment and this if they do lose it this could be the game that pretty much sends them down I mean they They've got to try and get a positive result, haven't they? What are your thoughts on Espanyol at the moment, Roy? Yeah, this is a nightmare game for them. They really do not like Barcelona. I think more so than Barcelona don't like them. And the fact that Barcelona could, yeah, effectively widen that gap to over three points to to getting out of the relegation zone, the fact that they could confirm the title, we were just saying beforehand, title parade is planned for Monday if they do get the result. And so, so yeah, I think, the one factor that makes me Barcelona have been disappointing away from home since they've kind of wrapped up the league title. They've not necessarily impressed that much, but this is a big game. It will be a big atmosphere. And if you look at the games in which Barcelona have surprised and which they've done very well in it, it's tended to be those big games they've got results in. Um, I've gone Barcelona over 1.5 goals at minus 118 in this game. I think what we're seeing is a, is a Barcelona that will be motivated for for this tie, I think. And Lewandowski, I think, he's got that goal-scoring sort of title to go after. It's going to be a sold-out game. It was a debate between do we go to nil or do we go over 1.5 goals for me because we know Barcelona don't concede. But Espanyol, 20 goals conceded in their last seven games against the top half, which tells you that they do tend to concede goals. They put up a good fight against Sevilla, but we've said it. Three, four times, I think we've been on Espanol in the last kind of few weeks. And Luis Garcia has just not got a reaction. And so, yeah, even though they're better at home, even though I think they'll put up more of a fight, it'll be tighter. I've just, I've got to back Barcelona here. So, yeah, over 1.5 goals, Barcelona to win, to secure the title at the home of their relegation-threatened neighbours. And that comes back at minus 118. Uh, also tipped in pre-season, we should say that uh, Rory liked Robert Lewandowski to win the Golden Boot. He's too clear at the top of the charge of Karim Benzema. Um, he's minus 400 now to win the Golden Boot. He's just rediscovered his shooting boots a little bit with two in his last three. Benzema, I don't know if he's going to play this weekend or not for Real Madrid in between those City games. That's uh, something to keep an eye on. He's plus 275, incidentally, uh, to uh, snatch the Golden Boot from Robert Lewandowski. But I think the poll... Uh, we'll surely get over the line from here on in. One more game to preview. Um, this is Monday night. Good time for United States betters because it's 9pm local as the Barcelona game is. This is Monday rather than Sunday, 3pm Eastern. It's Real Betis against Raya Vallecano. Uh, Real Betis here minus 108. Raya Vallecano are plus 320. The draw plus 260. This is sixth versus ninth as it stands as we speak. It might change by kickoff time. Um, Real Betis looking at a Europa League spot. Rio potentially a Conference League uh, place. Uh, what are your thoughts on the game that wraps up uh, the uh, the weekend action, uh, Rory? Yeah, I'm surprised that Betis are so short in this game because, as we mentioned just there, Rio are a different team home and away. They're they're not quite the same. They're winless in six games away from home. And if you look at the two games that they didn't lose, they were against Hitafe and Valencia, who we know. Are, are no sort of mean opponents necessarily right now. And so, yeah, I, I think Betis have to be clear favourites for this. I've gone straight down the middle. Betis to win at minus 108 again. That's the, the number of the week for me. Um, and I think Betis are losing hope of the Champions League spot and they know that 
it's not necessarily a disappointment because it is a good achievement for this squad to get Europa League because they are they, they do have a lot of good players, but they've suffered a lot of injuries. They are a shorter squad than perhaps their rivals for the top four. Um, but I think dropping out of the Europa League and dropping into the Conference League or or even out of Europe entirely would be a major blow to the club and that would be a disappointment. And I think Manuel Pellegrini has been hard-edged all season. This is a side that battles more than it plays right now, but I think they will battle their way through Rayo Vallecano in this game. And I think, yeah, Rayo, decent side at home. They're quite formidable at home these days, but away from home, they, they just lack that little bit of extra kind of bite and, and touch. And so I think Betis are going to going to win this game. I think the away result against Athletic, a 1-0 away win, was huge for them. And I think it kind of gave them renewed belief in themselves. And so, so yeah, I'm backing Betis to win at minus one away here. It would be one of the best of the weekend for me. I think actually the bet of the weekend for me is, is the plus money on Sevilla drawn a bet against Raya Valladolid. Let's just recap all of Rory's picks. Um, we're going to kick off with that Saturday game. Uh, Larial against Girona. We like uh, Real Sociedad to beat Girona over one and a half goals at minus 108. Atleti to beat Elche in over two and a half goals, minus 108. That's on Sunday. Likewise, Sunday, that Sevilla game that we mentioned, draw no bet against Real Valladolid at plus 125. I could even suggest to people you could back Sevilla at plus 210, but that's a nice safety net, as Rory was explaining in that game, which is Sunday, 12.30 Eastern. Espanyol, Barcelona, Barcelona derby, all Catalan affair, of course, here. Barcelona with their parade plan for Monday need to beat Espanyol to secure the title, and we reckon they will. Um, plus one and a half goals as well in that game comes up at minus 118. And the uh, Real Betis home win against Rio is minus 108 uh, on the Monday. Just a couple of um, other points I want to throw at you before we wrap up here. Um, Busquets retiring. Um, is he at the end of the season or is he just moving on from Barcelona? And will Messi come back, do you think? What's the latest when it comes to Barca? Obviously, title going to be wrapped up this weekend. And those that took your advice can cash those tickets with Bet Rivers after this game is finished. That'll drop into your accounts. But um, two major players for the last decade and beyond for Barcelona. One possibly coming back, maybe. And the other moving on. Rory, your thoughts on those two and what might happen? Yeah, Busquets is away at the end of the season. He's not retiring. I think he's going to end up in Saudi Arabia, although into Miami are the alternative. So perhaps one of some of your US viewers and, and listeners might be able to to go and witness him in the near future. But uh, yeah, I think Busquets has, he had an offer to renew. It was quite a significant wage cut, it has to be said. I think aging, he's taken a lot of stick in recent years from Barcelona fans. And I think, He's winning the title. It's a good way to go out. And are Barcelona going to win the Champions League? Is it going to get better than this in terms of a, a way to leave and a, a point of departure? Probably not. Captaining your side to winning the league is is a good way to go out, I think. And it's a good time for Busquets to go out as well. I think this is probably the last or, or certainly penultimate season that he could have held down a starting spot. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I like this move from Busquets. And... Yeah, Messi, well, AFP reported on, I think it was Tuesday afternoon, or it might have been yesterday, days are muddling into one these days. But uh, but yeah, they reported that a deal was done to take him to Saudi Arabia, which Jorge Messi, his father and agent, then um, responded to with a statement saying that it was not done, that no deal has been done, and that no deal will be done until the end of the season, um, and that uh, it's a lack of respect to these rumours who deliberately report false things. And so... 
So yeah, I think Messi, I think that is accurate. I don't think he'll decide until the end of the season. I don't think he'll decide until Barcelona are resolved, essentially, until he knows whether they can offer him a contract. That depends on finances. Um, And ultimately, I think, yeah, it's Barcelona or Saudi Arabia or the US, the same as Busquets. And I think Messi would rather continue in Europe, but it's just whether Barcelona can come up with the cash. Would Barcelona be a better team with him, or would this be a sort of another Ronaldo to Manchester United and it might fall flat on its face? I certainly don't see Messi being interviewed by Piers Morgan and uh, <laughs> fl- flaming out of the camp now in that fashion. But, but yeah, it's a tricky one. I mean, I think there's a fear and a pessimism slightly from Barcelona fans in the sense that what if it does go wrong? What if this glorious return does? kind of not necessarily debilitate the team, but certainly prolong its development. And I think it was a, a band-aid being ripped off when he left. I think it was too soon, but the emotional temptation to bring him back is too much. Do I think it'll make them a worse team? I think it'll possibly not help their Champions League aspirations, but in La Liga, I think it might actually quite help them because it helps them in those games against the the kind of meaty meeting middle table against which you have to create goals and you've seen Lewandowski fall off a little bit. I think Messi will certainly help in those games. Be interesting to see what happens with Lionel Messi, obviously, and we wish Busquets well as he leaves uh, La Liga. Rory, many thanks uh, for your company over the course of the last 25 minutes or so. We're going to be back, of course, next week as we preview week 35 by then, I'm sure. Barcelona will have won the title and you could have cashed those tickets as Rory and Alan, in fact, uh, suggested that you should bet right at the start of the season. That's it from us. Stay across all of our Bet Rivers content, of course, at Because We Win. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.